Hi everyone, welcome to Around the World in 80s Movies. This is the second installment as we get into the actual 1980s this time after we reviewed Star Wars in the previous episode, or A New Hope if you prefer, and we're going to talk about the follow-up here in episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back, which came out three years after the original film. It's a fantasy sci-fi adventure it's PG-rated because of science fiction action violence, and it runs two hours and four minutes. The cast includes, of course, the return of Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Billy D. Williams, Anthony Daniels, the voice of Frank Oz, many, many others. Irving Kirshner is the director, and the screenplay is credited to Lee Brackett and Lawrence Kasdan. The Empire Strikes Back really here, continuing the Star Wars saga in a very exciting fashion, we have the Empire now having driven the Rebels from their secret base to another one on an ice planet called Hoth. The Empire eventually locates this new base and it forces an evacuation there, whereupon a more experienced Luke Skywalker is told by the spirit or force ghost or however you want to mention it of Obi-Wan Kenobi to seek out a wise and powerful Jedi instructor or mentor named Yoda for training. Uh, meanwhile, there's this romance that's brewing between Han Solo and Princess Leia, but Han has problems of his own because he's plagued by the pursuit of many bounty hunters and the Empire out to nab him, and excitement erupts eventually as Luke and Darth Vader meet face-to-face -face and battle it out, and some startling revelations occur during that battle. So The Empire Strikes Back is not only a, a terrific sequel to Star Wars, it's one of the best sequels of all time in my opinion, and I'm sure the opinion of many, many others. And it shows that sequels really should build upon the predecessors rather than just rehash them as so many sequels do. Some people, many people actually, think that The Empire Strikes Back is better than Star Wars or New Hope. I can understand this from a plot development aspect as well as, you know, this does have better production values all around. I guess because there was actually a time when Star Wars, when I watched it at six years old, was the only entry in the series, and it was my favorite movie at the time. Maybe I, I still have some separation there. I still consider Star Wars the best cinematic experience, but I do concede that The Empire Strikes Back is a great sequel. I guess my argument has always been that Star Wars, uh, the 1977 film, was a great movie on its own. If there were never any sequels, it would still be a great movie to me and just perfect for me. And how I viewed The Empire Strikes Back is that it, it gets the benefit of all of the momentum of Star Wars going into it and then does a lot of very interesting and really cool things with it and some emotionally resonant things. But I do think that it does really need its predecessor and that momentum to make it work as well as it does. And so I guess that's why I'm still in the camp. It's a smaller camp, I guess, these days that Star Wars is the better film. I think that a lot of people nowadays, because they're not as old as I am, just watch the original trilogy one after the other after the other. I had to wait three years, so Star Wars sank in as its own entity before I ever was introduced to The Empire Strikes Back. People today just see it as one big story, and they really like the middle part the best. So I'm kind of becoming a dinosaur in that regard. The special effects definitely are better. The characters are, I will concede, they're more three-dimensional. The artwork is definitely more beautiful. The set design, the costumes, the John Williams score is even more amazing. 
I do also think it's certainly the most intriguing of the three entries in the original trilogy, and that it does leave you with a lot more questions than answers, and it does set up the eventual sequel to tie up all of the loose ends in a really grand style. Also, Empire opens up more exploration into the spiritual side of things with the use of the Force. We watch Luke Skywalker challenge to become a Jedi in this galaxy in which many of the remnants of the Jedi are dead or still in hiding, as Yoda is. And it's also the most romantic of the Star Wars films with words of love exchanged and from characters who seem to mean it. And that really ties up some close bonds between this group and it ratchets up the intensity and our interest once things begin to take a turn for the worse in this film. It's interesting that George Lucas, who cultivated all of these characters and the universe from inception, would let one of his mentors in his days studying film at USC take over the directorial duties. This is a really bold move considering how lucrative this franchise was going into it, especially given that Irving Kirshner, the director for this film, he really was not a name in Hollywood at the time. But I will say that Lucas paying respect to a mentor does fit in with the themes of the film regarding students respecting those who taught them. And George Lucas really does have an ease with Kirshner that does make for a more fruitful collaboration. He knew that Kirshner, being the older of the two, would bring more maturity and integrity to this story about somebody who has to mature and take things to the next level. It's really hard to argue with the results of the gamble once you see what's going on on the screen. So kudos to Lucas for having the foresight to realize that he can't really control all aspects of things, something he did not learn somewhat later in his career. The pacing and plotting of The Empire Strikes Back are fantastic, as it had been with Star Wars, but with a number of very interesting reveals, including one particular reveal. I'm sure you know what it is, even though I won't actually say it here. That really shocked audiences at the time. It was something that we talked about. I remember because I saw The Empire Strikes Back when I was nine years old. I mean, it was the subject of conversation for years until Return of the Jedi came out. So it's it's known by everybody really familiar with the series today. And certainly if you've seen the prequels, uh, it's not even a revelation anymore. But it, it really does cap off one of the most intense battles in cinema, at least to that date. The lightsaber duel between the very powerful Darth Vader and the relatively inexperienced but good Luke Skywalker is absolutely riveting. And right when we're most worried about how things are going to be resolved in that fight... This bombshell is dropped and it changes our understanding of these characters, especially of Darth Vader from that point forward. And it really makes things a lot more complex as we're heading into the third movie. It also plants the seed that Luke himself could be turned to become as evil as Darth Vader if he gives into his anger and hatred. And one wonders how somebody as emotional as Luke at the time would find it impossible to avoid when he's facing a lot of anger and hatred himself presented right in front of him. There's just a lot of complicated emotions going on. And after seeing the deaths of some of his friends and his family, as a result, it's hard to imagine him not giving in to those feelings of hate. And in terms of momentum, this revelation, one could not imagine theatergoers much more energized to get to the next installment of the series. Only to have to wait those years to find out how things get resolved. This is the kind of movie, given the current state of the internet, all of the rampant speculation, the ever-narrowing spoiler windows. People think that if you give a week to a movie, you can spoil all of it. This kind of movie could not be made today. I, mean, I think everybody would have their own theories, and it would be impossible to be able to make a movie that really subverted expectations. This was a different era. 
I think that another main asset of The Empire Strikes Back over, say, the other entries in the series, including A New Hope, is the writing. Lawrence Kasdan coming in here and rewriting the original script by Lee Brackett, working with George Lucas, and I think the result is that the plot has more intricacy, the characters are more rounded in their feel than they had been in the original film, which admittedly has always been a bit problematic for George Lucas as a screenwriter. Yet I do think that Kasdan and Brackett do so in keeping with what we've known before. It doesn't really separate itself from Star Wars. It just enhances it. It elevates the delivery without seeming like it's no longer connected. This is a very seamless transition and really does it in a way that makes it much more resonant. Kasdan, as a screenwriter, would become a star. Even as a director, he proved very adept at plotting, at intrigue, at characterizations in some of his non-Lucasfilm works down the road, Body Heat and The Big Chill especially. And despite being a very dark movie in tone, there are a lot of moments of humor here, of romance, of panache, that are still among the most enduring in the entire series. A lot of people who see this film are likely going to associate the revelatory moment as one of the scenes that they remember the most of this film, but there are a lot of other great highlights in this. One is the introduction of Yoda, who becomes one of the franchise's most often imitated voices and most memorable, and he's brought to life by Jim Henson's group, voiced here by Frank Oz. And also a highlight down into the second half of the film, this trip to the planet Bespin, where Cloud City really brings out a much richer color palette, a lot more interesting set designs, and a lot of great costumes. And the overall vibe of the film just becomes very surprising. There's all these new dimensions that keep coming forward to make us wish sometimes we could break off from the movie and just go off on our own and, and explore the depths of the design of Cloud City and these other places on our own for a while. And sure, The Empire Strikes Back may ultimately be just a setup film. It doesn't really resolve a lot. It just brings up a lot of things. It is a great setup. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better setup. This is a grand-scale, top-notch entertainment of the highest order through and through. I think it's a must-see for anyone who sees the original Star Wars, of course. And despite expanding upon Star Wars in just about every area, the top pacing, the, the, the great editing of this film is nothing short of perfection. This is how to keep action tight and suspenseful. I wish all sequels could be this ambitious. I'm giving The Empire Strikes Back, Episode 5 of Star Wars. Four stars out of four. Four stars on my scale means that I think that everyone should see it. This is a must-see movie. I just exposed my five-year-old to it, so she really loved it, So, uh, as you will hear in just a moment. So as I mentioned in my previous podcast episode, there are still people out there that have not seen the original trilogy or any of the Star Wars films to date, so I could not recommend these films more. Four stars out of four for The Empire Strikes Back. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review. I will, of course, follow this up with 1983's Return of the Jedi, so I hope you'll stick around and click that subscribe button and continue to get all of my podcast reviews of the films of the 1980s, the films that I grew up on, not only in my childhood, but in my teenage years when I was beginning to formulate my love of films. So I thank you so much for joining me on this journey, and I hope that you enjoy listening to them as much as I enjoy making them. If you want to hear more of my podcasting work, I do new film reviews in two different places. One is my very own The Quipster Film Review Podcast. You can go to quipster.net for links to that, as well as co-hosting the extra film segments of the In Session Film Podcast. Go to insessionfilm.com for more details there, too. And don't forget, I also have been writing film reviews for over 20 years now. You can go to quipster.net for those reviews. 
without further ado, that's the show. Thank you so much, and I will talk to you next time with Return of the Jedi on Around the World in 80s Movies. Hi, I'm here with my daughter Lily. Lily's five years old, and just as we did with Star Wars, we're going to talk about the sequel, The Empire Strikes Back, and what Lily thought of this movie. So, Lily, did you enjoy the second movie as much as you did the first one? Yes. Did you like it more, or did you like it less than the first one? I like it more. You like it more? How come you like it more? Well, it's just that I like it more because it's, like, longer to me. It's longer? Well, I guess it is a few minutes longer. So who's your favorite character in this movie? Yoda. Yoda's your favorite? In the first movie, you said Obi-Wan Kenobi was your favorite. And he's only in this a little bit. What did you like about Yoda? I forgot. Okay. We don't have to do this. Hey. (laughs) So what did you like about Yoda? I like about Yoda that he had green skin. He had green skin. Okay. Did you like that he was small? Mm-hmm. Did you like he had big ears? Mm-hmm. If Yoda lived with us, would you be happy? No. Why not? Because he talks too much. He talks too much. And what, what does he say that bothers you? Stuff that is crazy. He talks about crazy stuff. Does he talk about the forest? Yes. Would you like to live in his house, Yoda's house? Mm-mm. It's too tiny for him. Too tiny. Did you like Darth Vader and the fight with Luke Skywalker? Yeah. And what did you like about it? When um, Darth Vader was winning. When Darth Vader was winning, you root. Were you rooting for Darth Vader to win? You yeah. To, how come? I just wanted to, him to. You win. wanted him to to kill Luke Skywalker? No. Well, but what? Did, but what? I just wanted him to win. Oh my gosh, Lily. This is going to be an interesting end of the series when we get to Return of the Jedi, but we're going to watch that in just a few minutes. Are you excited? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to say to all the people listening? Not really. Not right now. I'm kind of tired, (laughs) but I will watch the movie. Okay. We're going to watch a little bit, just a little bit of Return of the Jedi, and then Lily's got to go night-night. All right. Thank you so much, Lily. We'll be talking to you after the next movie.